0: My name is Rick Renner and today I'm in ancient Ephesus right at the intersection of Curita Street and the Marble Street. These were two very important streets in the city of Ephesus. In fact this was the most prestigious corner of the whole city. The people traveling through this area often made a directional mistake. They would accidentally go the wrong way. You could say they would swerve in the wrong direction and if they went the wrong direction, wow! they would get so far off track. That's exactly what happens when we get off track doctrinally. It may seem like just a small turn in the wrong direction, but wow, if you keep going in the wrong direction, you'll end up far from where you're supposed to be. That's why we need to really keep our head on straight when it comes to what we believe. The Apostle Paul wrote about this in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. He was talking about those who veer from truth. And listen to what he says. From which some, having swerved, have turned aside unto vain jangling. We don't want to swerve from the truth. We want to stay on track. It is so important for us to stay on track with truth. If we get off track, this verse says, we'll turn aside unto vain jangling we will end up with a lot of nonsense. Wow, spiritual nonsense has a detrimental effect in our lives and in our churches. So let's make sure we know what road we're supposed to travel on when it comes to doctrine and truth and stay on track. And that is what I'm gonna to talk to you about today.
1: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program.
0: My name is Rick Renner, and I'm so glad you've joined me. And today, Denise is with me. Sweetheart, I'm so glad you're on the program.
2: Thanks, Rick. I'm so glad to be on the program.
0: And you know, before we do anything else, today I want to say thank you for supporting our ministry. Those of you that have become partners and you pray with us because you believe in what we're doing, you know, we're really touching people around the world, but we can't do it without your help. And we're so grateful for you that you would stand in faith with us, and we want to stand in faith with you. If you have a prayer need, contact us. Let us know how to pray. Denise, do we pray when people contact us?
2: We really pray when people contact us, and we we are reading and knowing so many testimonies of people's. Prayers that are answered.
0: It's wonderful. It's just wonderful. And by the way, we're offering my book right now called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Developing discernment for these last days. Actually, all these programs that we're teaching right now, they're based on this book. I really want to encourage you to get this book. I believe it will make a difference in your life. And I want to read to you what my friend Bob Yandian said about this book. This blessed me so much because I really respect Bob Yandian. He said, After reading through Rick's book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, I'm taken back by his boldness to take on the issues of today's world and the present condition of many churches in our own country. And I want to tell you, this book is pretty bold. Chapter 1 is very bold. Get ready. Because it will really address some big issues. He takes up each issue scripturally and historically, showing much of the instability we see and have wondered about, but we don't know what to do about. Yet he addresses no problem without giving solutions. This book is a must in these last days we're all living in. Bobby Indian. I just respected. Bless me because I respect Bob so much.
2: Well, Rick, this is the truth. Everything he said there is the truth.
0: Well, it's an honor, and it really it blessed me. I just wanted to share that testimony with you.
2: And Rick, can I say something sure. about all these endorsements? Sure. You know, when I, I read these endorsements, I hear Rick read these endorsements, I understand that Rick's not the only one that feels this way in the body of Christ. There are leaders all over the body of Christ that feel the very same way, that think the very same way that he's talking about. And so, you know, the Holy Spirit, he's always doing something over the whole world. He never just does something in one place and something in another place. He, when he has a message to speak, he speaks it to the body of Christ. And Rick, these endorsements, they just say exactly what the Spirit of God, I believe, is saying these days.
0: Well, thank you, sweetheart. We're also offering you my series by the same title, 15 Parts, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. All of this is available on our website. But, Denise, let's jump right into the Bible. Do you have your Bible? I have my Bible. Now I'm going to read from my notes, but my notes are all based on the Bible. Honey, do you have your Bible? Right here. All right. I use King James. Denise uses New King James Sometimes sometimes our Bibles don't quite say the same thing. I don't know what you use. It would be interesting to know what kind of Bible you use. But today we're going to begin in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, which is the anchor for this series. And in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul's writing, he says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. When he talks about the latter times, we've already seen it is the Greek word, which describes the very ultimate end of a thing when nothing is left over. So he is literally pointing to the very, very end of the age, the outer rim of the age. Denise, that's the age we're living in right now. And he's describing what's going to take place at the end of the age in regard to the faith. And in this verse, he says, some shall depart from the faith. The faith has a definite article in the Greek language, which means this is not faith for miracles This is not faith, for signs and wonders, nothing of that realm. The faith, because it has a definite article, means people are going to depart from the Bible. They'll begin to put the Bible aside. Now, they're not going to reject the Bible. It's going to be a very slow process of modification. And that's why the Bible says some shall... Depart. They're not rejecting, they're departing. It's a very slow, gradual, step-by-step movement away from what they once held to be precious and dear. Now they're beginning to view the Bible as a relic of the past, no longer relevant for the times we're facing today. Well, the Bible doesn't really address our issues, and therefore we have to come up with our own conclusions. And they begin to release the Bible. This verse says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Giving heed is the Greek word which means to lean towards something new in order to embrace it. It's being so open-minded that your brains nearly fall out. We need to be careful with our minds. Our minds are a gift from God. And we don't need to believe everything we hear. We need to use our minds. When people don't use their minds, they are the easiest to deceive. God gave you a brain, and God wants you to use your brain. Amen. Amen. But let's continue. So today we're going to go to one Timothy one verse three very quickly. Just cover one word. And in one Timothy chapter three, chapter one and verse three, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he says, "As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus." that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Teach no other doctrine tells us what was going on inside the church. There was a group of leaders in the church. In fact, the Bible says that you might charge some. That word some is a Greek, Ritesin. It describes a notable some. These were people who were known. They had influence. They had reputations. And now they were using their positions to influence others and they were teaching something which the apostle paul calls another doctrine from the greek word heterodidaskalos and i'm going to read to you directly from my notes it's a compound of the greek word heteros and the word didaskalos the word heteros points to something of a different sort of a different sort or of a different kind the word didaskalos depicts doctrine or teaching but when these words are compounded it means a doctrine of a different kind or a doctrine Of a different sort. It sounded like doctrine. It may have been very developed. It may have been well presented, but it was a doctrine of a different kind. It did not match the authentic preaching of the Bible. It was a diversion. And that's what they were beginning to teach in the church. And honey, that is amazing to me because this was the church of Ephesus. This was a church that had been established in truth, taught by the apostles, a church established by the Apostle Paul. Timothy had been the pastor. The Apostle John was in the church. I mean, this was a church that really knew the truth, and yet even in that context, they were beginning to depart. If that could happen then, then my friend, I am guarantee you, it could happen today, and it is happening today. But why is it happening? And what happens when someone swerves from the truth? Well, let's continue. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.4 says, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions, rather than godly edifying which is in faith. When he says, neither give heed, guess what? Give heed the same word we saw over in 1st Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 where Paul talked about giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Only here it's giving heed to fables. That's important because doctrines of demons are fables. The word fables is the Greek word muthos. It's where we get the word for mythology. And listen very careful. This word muthos describes stories that are told in replacement of truth. These are truth replacements.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the New Testament, It depicts false teachings that are perpetuated in the place of truth. So rather than teach what's solid, rather than teach what's been established, it is removed and replaced with muthos, teaching that is nearly fictional. It's closer to mythology than it is to the real truth of the gospel. And the Bible calls it endless genealogies. We've seen that this word endless is the Greek word aparentos. This is so very, very important because the word aparentos describes something endless, unbridled, unrestrained, unfounded, incomplete, in content and thought. In other words, if you begin with this new doctrinal idea that's being presented and follow it all the way to the conclusion, huh, it has a bad conclusion, but in this verse, We find people are teaching without thinking. They're not really following their thoughts all the way to the end. If they were really following all the way to the end, they would realize, I can't teach this. There's something wrong with this. You have to be able to follow a teaching all the way to the end. I tell Denise all the time, when you talk, when you teach, you always have to think completely. Don't just say something today. You have to understand where is that statement going to lead people? This is so very important. And I'm going to tell you, this is why today people are confused about the issue of hell. It's amazing how many people are now disregarding hell, even questioning whether it exists. People are saying, in the name of love, we need to be tolerant of everybody and accept everybody. But the Bible doesn't teach that. Follow that all the way to the end. If you follow that all the way to the end, then there's no reason to preach the gospel to anybody. People today are questioning gender. You know why they're questioning gender? Because they're not thinking all the way to the end of that subject. Or how about grace? There's a lot of modifications being taught today on the subject of grace that are so deeply disturbing to me. I believe they're very sincere people who are doing the teaching, but they're really not following all the way to the logical conclusion. It's just amazing. Or how about those today who are saying that we don't need the Old Testament? We need to unhitch from the Old Testament. That was for an old time, a different people. It has no relevance for us today. They're even saying we need to disconnect from the Ten Commandments, that it has no application in the law of a New Testament saint. People are really teaching this nonsense. They're not thinking. I have no question about their sincerity, but they are sincerely wrong. And that's what Paul refers to in this verse. When he talks about endless genealogies, this is teaching that is unrestrained. It is off track. It comes to an illogical conclusion. Then he says these things minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith. We saw that this word edifying is the Greek word oikonomia. And I just love this word because it is an architectural term. I'm going to read to you from my notes. It's an architectural term meaning to enlarge or amplify a house. It depicts the careful following of an architectural plan to enlarge, increase, or amplify, or edify, or to improve. It means to leave something in an improved condition. When you stick with the Bible, which is God's plan for us, it modifies your life, it amplifies your life, it increases you, the Bible leaves you in better condition. That's why the devil doesn't want you to stick with the Bible. He wants you to give off of it, go to something else. And really, a lot of what people today are perpetuating as revelation is just a bunch of hallucinations. You know what hallucinations are? They are an escape from reality. The Bible is not an escape from reality. If you follow the strict teachings of the Bible, if you really stick with Scripture, the Scripture will work in your life every day. It is not a hallucination. The Word of God will equip you for a living, and it will make you victorious. Isn't that wonderful?
2: I love it. And every day, every day, every day, every day, my nose is in this Word. And every day this Word speaks to me. Right now I'm in Isaiah. It's in the Old Testament. And it speaks to me so deeply.
0: Please think about it. People that say we don't need the Old Testament, they're not thinking. Jesus quoted the Old Testament all the time. When the New Testament church began, they didn't have a New Testament. What did they have? They had the Old Testament. That's all they had. When the apostles began preaching, they preached from the Old Testament. The Old Testament is completely relevant for us. Now, you have to rightly discern it. You have to rightly divide it. But Scripture is Scripture. Think. Use your mind. Keep your head on straight. But look at verse 5. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, and of a good conscience, and of faith unfeigned. The word end is the Greek word telos, which describes the objective or the goal. The word commandment is the Greek word parangalia, It describes authorized or official teaching of the Bible. So now, Paul says, let me tell you what real good, solid Bible teaching produces. If real good, solid Bible teaching is being done, It produces the following, this is the end, this is the result, this is the goal. It produces charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. The word charity is the Greek word agape. This tells me that when the Word of God is really being taught and you're listening to it, it will convict you in the area of your love walk. And it will take you to a higher level in that realm of your life. Number two, it says a pure heart. The word pure is a Greek word katharos. It's where we get the word for a catheter. Like if someone's placed into the hospital and they have to be catheterized. Something that removes the toxins and the poisons from your life. When the Bible is really being taught and you're receiving it, it goes to the root in your life. It deals with the toxins. It removes the poisons. It will really deal with you. The Bible never makes you comfortable in your sin. The Bible will always deal with a root of every problem in your life to remove it from you. But next it says, and of a good conscience. The word conscience is the Greek word sunnidesis. Usually it's translated as the word understanding. But it really means to put all the pieces together. And in the last program, I gave the illustration of a jigsaw puzzle. If you're working a jigsaw puzzle, you have a piece here and you have a piece there, but you can't see the whole picture. Well, when it comes to doctrine and what we believe, we need to see the whole picture. And one of the problems, actually, Denise, is people are building entire doctrines on pieces. Mm. They don't see how the pieces fit together with the other pieces. That's why you have to have good Bible teaching. But when you have a good conscience, like this verse says, or the goal of really good, official, authorized teaching of the Scripture It will build you in such a way that you will mentally begin to put all the pieces together. And isn't it interesting? It doesn't just say a conscience, but a good conscience. It describes a brain that is working very well, a mind that is able to see the whole picture. So now we see the teaching of the Bible affects your love walk. That's very important. Secondly, it affects your heart. It will deal with the toxins in your life. Third, it affects your mind. It gives you the ability to be expanded mentally, to see the Scripture, to understand the Scripture. And last of all, it will affect your faith. Well, that makes sense, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And that's why this verse says, the end of good teaching is also faith unfeigned. Unfeigned, in this case, describes a real, authentic faith. Real good Bible teaching will develop your faith. Denise?
2: You know, Rick... I'm listening to you and and I know that in my life, and I'm sure in yours too, you've been through some trials, maybe some really difficult ones, but I am telling you, it is because of the Word of God. It is because the teaching that I adhere to, I hunger for, I, I study this Word, and you know what? The trials have come. The temptations have come. But when I put my face in the Word of God and I meditate on it and I take it into my heart, it absolutely corrects me. It puts me on footing. It puts me with the security that I can walk forward. And I don't want anybody to take this Bible away from me or to water it down in any way.
0: We have to stick with the Bible. We have to stick with it. And that's why the next verse says, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling. They've swerved from the scriptures. They've swerved. The word swerved is a Greek word, astucheia. It means they have missed the mark. Now, the truth is many of them don't even know the mark. going to cover this in the next program. They don't even know the mark. They're just shooting, not knowing what they're shooting at doctrinally, not even knowing what they're shooting at with their faith. They don't know what to believe because they've never really been taught what to believe. So they're just shooting randomly. And as a result, they're swerving. And when people doctrinally and scripturally begin to swerve, what happens next? The verse tells us they turn aside unto vain jangling. Turn aside is the Greek word ektrepo. And Denise, you've heard me teach this before. It's a medical term that describes a bone out of joint. Mm. Well, you know, if you have a bone out of joint, it affects your whole body. Even though the rest of your body is fine, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it doesn't matter. If you have a bone out of joint, all of your attention goes to that one bone that is out of joint because it is such a source of pain. You can't function right because of the one bone that is out of joint. And here we find what happens when a person... Becomes out of joint doctrinally. They become a source of pain and irritation to the whole church. Even though the rest of the church is fine, one person that is out of joint with the teaching of Scripture, keep it in context, the authorized, real teaching of Scripture, anybody who gets out of joint with that, even though they're saved and they're still in the body, they become a source of pain that just paralyzes the church. And the Bible goes on to say that if they don't bring themselves into a position of correction, they will be turned aside unto vain jangling. What in the world does that mean? Mm. Well, it's an old King James phrase translated from the Greek word, mataiologia. Mataios describes something wasted, Mm. something empty. The word logia is the word words. When you compound the two words together, here's what it means. I'm going to read to you directly from my notes. This word, vain jangling, metaiologia, describes wasted talk, useless talk, or nonsense. It's really the word nonsense. So because they have veered from the Scripture and have begun to embrace crazy things, new ideas, new concepts, new systems of thinking that are disconnected from the Bible, they have lost their anger. And as a result, They become like a bone out of joint in the church. Yeah, they're still saved. They're still in the church. We still love them. But they're out of joint. And in fact, they're so turned aside that eventually they just begin to believe and even to promote vain jangling, which really is the word nonsense. Keep your head on straight. Don't get into nonsense. Stay straight with the scripture. It'll save your life. It will change you in the area of your love walk. It will affect your heart. It will affect your mind. It will grow your faith. There's nothing like the Bible. And today, we really need a revival of the Bible. Poor out of time. We'll be back in just a moment. Denise and I are going to pray for you.
1: The world is changing. In fact, it's more than changed. It's gone crazy. We are living in a world where faith is questioned and sin is welcome, where people seem to have lost their minds about what is right and wrong. It seems truth has been turned upside down, In Rick Renner's new book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, Rick reveals the disastrous consequences of a society in spiritual and moral collapse. In this book, you'll discover what Christians need to be doing to stay out of the chaos and anchor to truth. You'll learn how to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, discern right and wrong teaching, how to be grounded in prayer, and how to be spiritually prepared for living in victory in these last days. Leading ministers from around the world are calling this book essential for every believer. And right now, it's available for just $20. You can also order the 15-part teaching series when you call or go online right now. Rick takes you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $24 get the book how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy for just $20 and don't miss this powerful teaching series call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order call or go online now
2: I just had a call yesterday about This woman called and her dad encouraged her to call because she was going through such a hard time and he knew that the prayer team here would pray for her. And so I believe that we are gonna see growth more than we can express.
1: The responses that we've been receiving from the programs of Pastor Rick's teaching have been um, just wonderful to have come across. We've had people that have been a follower of Pastor Rick for quite a while. They're exciting for the new teachings that are coming out in the program. They enjoy the depth that he teaches at. They en- uh, enjoy the Greek that he uses to to further expound upon what the scriptures have to say. We also have many people who have never seen the program before, never heard of Pastor Rick before. They, They come across the program and it's meeting a need that they have in their lives. They're very excited when they call in. This is a teaching type that they've not heard before, but it's registering with them and it's taking them deeper into their Bibles for themselves, which is one of the goals of the program, which is to have a revival of the Bible. My friend, this is Rick Renner.
0: Our ministry is growing. We are just exploding with people reaching out to us for resources and for prayer. And Today, I'm asking you to please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help us with our ministry expansion project. Denise and I are so glad you've joined us today for this study in 1 Timothy chapter 1, where we're looking at how to keep our head on straight doctrinally and scripturally. It's so very important. And I'm speaking to you from my book, actually, the book called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. This book is just amazing. I challenge you to order a copy of it and to really read it. We're also offering you my series by the same title. It's based on these programs and comes with an amazing study guide the study guide is just remarkable but the series is called how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy it comes in multiple formats and both of these are available on our website and i just want to mention one more thing i've got a series called foundations of faith what you need to know to become a mature believer we're talking in the program today and tomorrow about the need to be established in Scripture and not swerve from the Scripture. Well, then you need to know what the Bible teaches. You're going to swerve from it if you don't know what it teaches. You're not going to hit the mark if you don't know what is the mark. This study guide and this series is just amazing. And it's also on our website. So go there and look it up, and maybe the Lord will lead you to order it. But it's been good to be together, hasn't it? It
2: has been great.
0: Lead us in prayer real quick.
2: Okay. Father, we thank you for the power of your spirit to teach us and guide us into all truth. Mm. And that you are teaching us and teaching our family, our TV family, into all truth. We pray this in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, it's been good to be with you. Let us know if we can pray with you. And remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says where the word of a king is, there's power. God's word has so much power. Stick with the word of God, Mm -hmm. and it will release its power in your life. And we'll see you in the next program.